Welcome back to the third episode of the Back Pocket Banter Podcast. And boy, are we excited about this one. We have former player and our 2019 under-17 premiership coach for Haribama Football Netball Club, Ryan McClure. Welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Thanks very much, Blair. Connor, it's, it's, uh, it's great to be on. Thanks for inviting me on. Big fan of the show and uh, just, yeah, honoured that you thought I was worthy of a spot. Yeah, Good no year. worries. So we'll get straight into the questions. So right. um, where did you find your love and passion for the game? Uh, well, I probably always had the love for the game. Been a little boy in a, in a small country town. Yeah, yeah. Grew up. Um, it's either sort of football or nothing. But I probably wasn't overly passionate about the game while I was playing. I probably did it more social side. More. Yeah. Back then, I, I played. You played the game when you got on the ground. Played the game with everything you had. But I probably didn't do too much thinking about the game. You know, during the week it was just a Saturday thing. But yeah, it was more for the social side. But I do love the game. Yeah. What are your some What are some of your earliest memories from footy, Ryan? Uh, so my probably my earliest memories is playing in the little minis games, or before we had a had a junior competition at, uh, for DHML, yeah. which was uh, Douglas Harrimaja Lake back in the day, and then um, playing sort of reserves football when they were short as a, as a young fella before um, just before we merged with um, merged with Belmoral, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did you get involved with the Harry Belmoral? Football Netball Club? So, well, that probably come about through, well, starting with my junior for your DHML and then with the merger. Yeah. Um, in 97, so I was playing reserves football as a wee little young fella at DHML because we were struggling for numbers. And, yeah. and then in 96 and then 97, we merged with Harabelle Mile, and, um, and that was probably coincided with the year they started the junior competition in the Horsham District League. Yeah. Um, and, and so my brother and I probably jumped on board then. Yeah. Um, so what were your proudest achievements or moments during your playing career? Uh, yeah, well, the proudest, I think my proudest moment or would be the O2 Premiership, uh, yeah. being my first. Being my first Premiership, it's a standout. Um, it was a pretty impressive game to be a part of yeah. as a young man. And um, and then the O7 Premiership for me um, stands out above most, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Connor and I were fortunate to win a flag together last year and therefore know how special it was to us. How special was it to win a flag with your brother, Jed? Yeah, it was very special, boys. Um, it's a good question. Um, so the 07, we talk about the 07 flag. I, yeah. Yeah. I watched, uh, so I played in 04 as well. We won in 04 under, under Chris White and Jed did his knee. Missed that one. Oh, right. So, that was an empty bit of it. He was travelling home from Barham to play in that one because we sort of knew we were going to win it. We wanted to win one together and he missed that one. Yeah. Um, I went to Caston. He went off back to work. Um, I went off to Caston for two years and I watched him lose in 06 and we sort of made a commitment to ourselves that we would come back in 07 and yeah. give it a, he used to travel for work a fair bit, travel away, so he decided to hang yeah. around for 12 months. Um, we sort of set ourselves that goal of winning that one in 07 and to get it, get it done, it was pretty special. Yeah, yeah that would have made it all the more special that you couldn't play yeah, well, in. Yeah, we just thought we'd lost. Yeah, you know, we thought. Yeah, you know, we were lucky we were a successful club. We'll put it that way. That we got three goes at it. Not many yeah. as as brothers and travelling around and probably weren't overly committed to Harrogate Mile like we should have been back in the day. And and to get that op- to continually get that opportunity, we were very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky to get that one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Development was obviously a massive part of last season. How do you yeah. implement ways to develop each player? Um, so we've got to get to know, I reckon you've got to get to know the person. 
yeah. before you get to know the players. Yeah, definitely. Keep coming in, and, and especially at under-17 level, uh, you know, 12 months between 15 and sort of 17, you, you know, yeah. grow up and change. So you've got to sort of get to know the person. And and, and then, um, you know, you watch, you let them play footy for three or four weeks without too much, and you get to mm. see what their strengths are and, yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing so that you can, then you start to, so they can tend to play their strengths and that builds confidence in the players' confidence, builds yeah. player and coach yeah. relationship confidence and then you get to work on you know, some of the things that need developing or some of the, the weaknesses, some of the areas like that. And, and so it's a bit of a method too, but I reckon you've got to get to know the person first. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's pretty good um, philosophy. Yeah, philosophy and approach to it because um, from the start I was, I was a bit nervous coming in, but then... You made me feel pretty comfortable and then just allowed us to yep. play footy and just helped us out with our game, which was a lot of fun and great to be a part of. You know what, and that's what I remember because you started off and you were carrying a bit of an injury, Connor. And, yeah. And, you know, I could see the frustration in you, so, we, you know, to get you up and get you right. And that says yeah. a little bit about your personality and, uh, you know, how, how you played. I had a bit of an idea how hard you were working to get back before we... Yeah, so we knew what we were going to get out of you later on, and, and it was the same with Blair. Watching Blair's yeah. confidence grow as as the season went on, it was um, that was I was a bit worried when when we got that knock and missed those a few weeks yeah. later in the year that we wouldn't get that confidence back. But yeah, um, no, it's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, was there a particular moment in your football journey that changed the way you thought about the game? Um, yeah. So I well, probably I probably think early in the O late. 2001, 2002, so I was 18, 19, Brian Blood came out and coached, so he was a terrific coach, yeah. and sort of showed us, showed me in particular that I had some strengths that I could use and exploit, and that I probably wasn't that skinny kid that I always sort of thought I was, and he gave me a role in a side, now, I was probably never ever going to win a best and fairest in the sides that we've had over the years, but gave me a, a role, and if I could perform it, perform it every week, um, and to the best of my ability, you become an essential part of the side. And that's probably when yeah. I started to realise that not everybody's going to be the game changer and the match winner. That there's certain percentage of the, of the team that just got to do their thing or do what they do well and do it every week and, and become consistent at it. And so that's probably Brian, the back end of Jamie Templeton coaching and then Brian Blood coming in probably yeah. showed me that. So it's probably about then as I was just really sort of establishing myself as a senior footballer. Yeah, yeah I think that's um, crucial to... Uh, most teams being pretty good everyone just plays their role whether it's yeah. successful AFL teams or country teams wherever it is that's just the key to it yep. and how you get no, the most right. out of yourself You've got, every side's got its inside mids and it's ball hunters that they just you know they, they just hunt the ball and hunt the ball but there's you know there's every side needs yeah. there's, other, there's many other roles you can play and if you can if you've got those strengths or you've got strengths that you can find those roles or put players in those roles then and, um, and then, you know, you not only you notice when they're not there, but you become you, know, you become an essential part of the side and cement your spot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I felt like similar to sort of what you said there this year that, um, like, I know I wasn't going to be the game changer in that, but to play the role each week and you put the confidence in me to play the best of my ability and use my strengths in that well, that was, yep. like you said, very yep. um, important. So, so that's, I think, yeah, that's sort of, so that's probably when I started to realise that I wanted, yeah, that I was probably wanted to coach, or you could see um, back probably when I was 18, 19, yeah, because that's 
how that what I learned those lessons I learned back then are what I use now while I'm coaching. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And that's 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 not trending with football and the way it all has changed. It's very different now to when I was that age. Football in general, the way it's played, but I think the philosophy is still the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, how essential is it as a coach to know your players well and have a special bond? In your opinion, uh, I reckon that's paramount. I reckon that's. I think you, yeah. I've got a as a in a in my role at Harrow and and a couple other roles I've had. I think it's. If you can get to know the players and they get to know you, you can start to open up yeah. and they you know, talk to you more and they feel more comfortable, in, you know, and just, they'll accept the positive feedback, they become more comfortable accepting the negative feedback um, and that you can, not that you're not just football, football, football every time you speak, you know, get to know your players and yeah. know what they like outside of football and their other interests, whatever they may be and, and, and <coughs> me, I make an effort to if I don't know anything about it, you go and research it, whatever, and, you, and so that you've got some, you've got stuff to talk about that is not just football related. No, I think it's a, the biggest part of, especially developing junior footballers, is getting to know them. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Um, so I myself love the long sleeves and have seen a few pictures of you in the playing days wearing them. <laughs> uh, were you always a fan <laughs> of the long sleeves? Yeah, I was. I was. So um, yeah, I was a big fan. I wore them all the way through. I think. It, I don't really know, but I think it was because I was playing uh, sort of senior reserves football at a young age, and I was only about, I don't know, if I said 65 kilos, I'm probably lying, but um, I always had skinny arms and skinny shoulders, and and, I always had big thighs and a big bum. I could run and jump, but I had nothing, no arms and legs were always, arms were always skinny, so I I think that was why I used to wear the long sleeves, just to... Yeah, that's a bit of protection, or whether it made me look bigger, I don't know. But. Yeah, that's probably the approach I'm sort of taking to make me give, <laughs> look like I've got yeah. a few extra kegs on me. But. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, was coaching something you always wanted to get into? Yeah, I think so, Connor. I, um, like I said, back under blind. I, I, once I got into that mindset and playing that football, I could see then, especially playing off half back. Yeah. I played all most of the Not that I stayed there long. Most of the players you'll talk to around the club will say I played off half back, but I never stayed there much. But yeah. you see the game unfold and could always see then how I could, what a teammates or to better themselves or to better the team and and, um, and that sort of thing. And always thinking not just about getting a kick. Um, and I sort of so yeah, I tried a little bit of coaching back in those days when I was probably too young and immature. But no, it was always something I thought I wanted to get into for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you've mentioned the bond and that. Do you think that's one of the most important things being a successful junior coach? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I just don't reckon you can walk in, um, especially um, in, a, in a rural country football setting, I just don't think you can walk in and be all business yep. and then head off and then turn turn up next day and, um, you know, be like a drill sergeant sort of thing and, and not have yeah. that relationship. I think you've got to... You've got to you've got to be you can't necessarily not necessarily be a friend, um, but you've got to you've got to otherwise they don't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Like invest in each other. Sort of. Yeah, invest in yeah. It. yeah. It sounds a lot like um sort of the Richmond Football Club and successful clubs like that. They just have fun on and off the field. It's not all about footy. And it's just all about forming good connections and relationships to help you. I think forward. I think that's the biggest shift. Yeah, I think that's the biggest shift down there and not that I'm not in the inner sanctum I wouldn't I wouldn't know but you hear 
Damien Hardwick and Nathan Buckley and the likes in particular, and they used to treat treat the players like commodities and it's in and out and just mm. business, you play your role, do your job. Um, and then they started yeah. to work out that's not how you get the best out of them. You've got to get to know the people and, and show them that you care and 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 that you know, and that's because you want them to feel welcomed and you want them to be there. Yeah. You know, that, you know, we had I think that was the best part about training with you guys and coming it's a big effort to get there, but the environment we created, you didn't want not only did yeah. you not want to you wanted to be a training, but you didn't want to miss out because you figured you miss out, might miss out on something. So yeah, everyone's yeah. there all the time. Yeah, Blue and I were definitely pretty keen to train. Training yeah, was probably as more fun than it's ever been for me. I reckon. <laughs> that's that what that we're aiming for. So then you want to be there. That's half. Yeah. Convince kids to come play footy and stay involved in footy. You've got to keep twisting their arms. You're going to fighting a losing battle. But if you can create an environment where they want to be and they want to participate and they want to be a part of, um, then you, you know you're well on the way to. And to keeping them involved in the, and through in the senior footy. Yeah, at, at past clubs it definitely wasn't as sort of fun and to be there. Yeah. So that was, and you didn't really. Well, you looked forward to obviously playing footy, but yep. but it, it was just all just yeah. just hard work and a bit too much probably just footy. Yep. Just yeah. No, I was looking. You create that environment, and then the development comes. You create that environment when you want to be there and you want to participate and and you want to put in the effort. Then the development comes. You know, you don't have to yeah. push it too hard. Yeah. So you did some, you do some work with the Rebels. What is your role and how did this all come about? Uh, right, yeah. So that that just, that came about through Paul Cleaver. Paul yeah. Cleaver was in yeah. charge of the, uh, the sort of the western region of the, the Greater Western Victorian Rebels. And um, yeah. so coaching and just implementing the program out of Ballarat. And he just got a few assistants on board to help with, with, um, the drills and that sort of stuff because there's sort of 50 kids and the more people you can get around and help them develop. So he got myself, Kane and, and Boshy in there. So all through Paul Cleaver. My role was just to, was to assist him. You know, we'd get a certain section of the, of the training to do and mainly mine was the skill work, kicking in particular. Yep. And the yep. skills, working with the skill side of it. But um, yeah, that was really good. That was quite good. And I hope they do, um, it's a little bit different and, and I learn a lot. Um, down there, the way they structure up a training program and, and what they're focusing on, compared to you know, perhaps what I thought was important previous to that. So it was quite. And yeah. I got Paul Cleaver to thank for that. So that was true. Yeah, I think I think Paul was my bottom age 14s coach, and I thought he I thought he was good then, but now he's just he's obviously just good fella and just good to talk to. So yeah, so he definitely oh, do a lot with terrific. him. He's terrific because and look, he, he was. Senior coach at Harabell Mile yeah. my first year as, as junior coach, and um, I, he didn't play a role in, in getting me in there, but he was a, um, played a big part in probably why I coached for as long as I did and, and was able to do it as well as I did, perhaps because yeah. I had him there as a mentor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, for those that don't know, what do you do now for a living, and how do you manage to put the time in and commitment into coaching the junior side? Um, so, I'm a farmer, just on, on the land, farmer, sheep farmer. Um, out here, so yeah. Um, yeah, just a, a regular day-to-day stuff of farming. Um, yeah. The work side was pretty easy. You know, you organise and manage. I'm my own boss, so yeah. I sort of managed that. It was the, <laughs> it was thinking football when I should have been thinking about um, other stuff. Uh, yeah, thinking about work. But I remember um, when they first got me to coach, I said, "Oh, look, it'll just be you know, be an hour on Thursday night, a couple of hours on Saturday, and I won't take up much of your time." <laughs> and then. You know, I don't know whether it's just me or whether all coaches, but I was only, you know, only doing it for a week or two, and then all of a sudden you're thinking about it every day and you're thinking about it every night. And you're thinking yeah, about I, th- I think that's 
But I loved it. It was easy because it was so rewarding and enjoyable and, and great players, great people, great players, um, you know, great parents, a great environment. It was yeah. quite easy to manage all that. No worries at all. Yeah. 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 So you must have a very understanding family that supported your passion to play and coach. Uh, yeah. So I sort of retired. I retired from footy young. I retired at 24 in 2007 with a yeah. bit of a cameo appearance back in, in 2013. But um, <laughs> when me was born and we were farming and work, so I retired, probably the work commitment probably had more of an impact on my playing career than coaching. Um, and Suze, Suze was amazing um, when I decided to get back back into coaching. She was coaching at the time at the netball club and the two girls just started playing netball. And yeah. I probably felt as though I'd left a little bit Maybe left a little bit on the park, and, and the club come and ask me to coach and give me the opportunity. And, and um, you know, if it, one, it would help me maybe get something out of the system before yeah. I get too old. And two, yeah. I really wanted to give something back to Harrow, a club I probably took and took from as a player and probably didn't give enough back. Um, and then when I retired, I sort of walked away because I couldn't, I was busy with work and couldn't watch and not want to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to get back, and uh, the family, and look, they have, but then. And continue to be supportive and encouraging if I ever thought about doing it again. They've been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now talking about last year, how does yeah. the 2019 season affect how you see your time in football today? Um, it's a good one. Um, I reckon uh, just the season itself, whether we'd have won the premiership or not, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's enough now. I was a little of I said just previously I might have left a little bit out there wanted to get something out of the system yeah. um, to take a team and, and put it together like that and, we, and build it with the, the bottom age kids right through and then if I was to if something was to happen and, and, and I could, couldn't get back involved in football ever again I'd be satisfied with it then, and now is enough yeah. um, but yeah it's, uh, it was very satisfying and um very satisfying and a rewarding season. I don't think um, I don't think many people would understand how much you know I got out of it. You know, everyone thinks the players win the flag and that sort of stuff from the club, and it, but it was very rewarding for me. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we obviously wanted to win, but I think um, most of the boys, definitely Blair and myself, it was um, more than we could have. Imagined even if we didn't win, like that was yep, just a journey. So that was just yeah. sort of bonus, and yeah, it's more than we could have ever um, hoped, was, for, hoped for. Just playing, and just enjoying it like situa- that. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. In a unique situation, the way that the way the players come together and the way it went, and it was um, it was something that I don't think I will. I, never, I definitely won't, and you as players may never experience again. Yeah, because. Yeah come in and play and do what we did and then because you'll go and play senior football and you won't get the turnover of players because you age in, age out that sort of thing in the under 17s and players play on and, and, and move you don't sort of get that at the senior level whereas you know, have such a group of top age boys to play their last game together because you never play together again not all of this yeah, yeah, um, on that day you know and, and to finish like that and to finish with a win, like there's nothing worse. Every side, every side for the year finishes on a loss generally. Yeah. There's only one side for the year will finish on a win. And yeah. That's what you both deserved. You've done the work. 
put in the effort. So yeah, it was, it was good reward I think for everyone just winning yep. it. But yeah, just the fun we had along the way was yeah, just amazing. <laughs> <to know. laughs> It was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very good fun. So now I'll play the audio speech a bit before the game um, and after just what thoughts and sort of come to mind after hearing it. So. comes to mind after hearing that and yeah yeah I'm not sure you could hear it that well but yeah, um, hopefully. yeah. yeah I don't know I've got it that's my worries at all um, yeah. oh, my first well I didn't think it would but you know it's given me goosebumps again yes. yeah, uh, sure. made the hair stand up on the back of the neck my first thought is it probably wasn't my best work <laughs> but um, I sort of I went in pre-game with a couple of speeches I had prepared one was an inspirational speech and one's a motivational speech in the room beforehand just didn't need either you blokes were so raring to go. Yeah. And the last thing I needed to do was get your two worked up, I think. So I tried to put something together that was just going to reassure you. You know, all you needed was reassurance that even if it didn't go our way for a start, you know, if we'd had our plan and it didn't work and we had to go to plan B, that we had it covered and we would get it done in the four quarters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to try and, just actually try and actually just calm, because we were pretty worked up and. But no, it was, uh, yeah, oh, no, it's amazing that someone captured that. I just, um, yeah, yeah, def- it, impressive. yeah, the speech definitely helped and definitely worked because we settled quicker than them and just um, were leading from the get-go pretty much. Yeah, we did, and, that's, and, once, and that was the, the best, I think, when you were in the game is when we got first possession and how quick we settled into the, with the ball. Yeah. Um, no, no, no one was sort of flustered or, or too worried or fumbled or just business as usual. Once once that ball was bouncing around, there was eighteen on eighteen. You blokes were just businesses, business as usual. And and that's as a coach when you're standing there and you think, well, you know, you, as far as your preparation goes, that first minute or two, and, and that's how we settled. You know, you've got the job you've done. You've probably done as much as you can do. Yeah. At least yeah. for twenty minutes anyway. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so at what stage of the grand final did you know we were going to win? Uh, I can't I can't recall ever thinking we had it won. Yeah. Which I know is going to sound silly. I remember oh, that's 
coaching an elimination final in 2018, and we won by 135 points. And Scott and I were still coaching and running the moves right up until the final siren. Yeah. It just, I played in many finals. That 02 flag I talk about, we were seven or eight goals down halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. And we come home and won by seven points. Yeah, and as exactly a young yeah. man, I've never played a final where I don't play it till the end. Yeah. Win, winning or losing, because you just never ever know. Yeah. You just and, can't give up. And coaching the same way, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't have told you at what stage of the game the margin was its greatest, or what stage of the game we kicked our goals, or um, I, yeah. Uh, I don't. Know, I can't actually recall the time. The yeah. final when the final siren went. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm probably a bit the same because you don't, don't you don't want to allow yourself to think like that because we weren't absolutely smashing them and anything could happen because when no, they, and you've still got players play on. You've got to keep coaching till the end. You've still got players on the ground and like you know injuries and, and stuff yeah. like that and, you, and player welfare and you, you've got to maintain. If you back it off at all, someone could get hurt or so. Yeah. No, it was right through to the end. Did, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Just got to play it out either yeah. way, no matter what how the results going. Yeah, yep. so um, I know I was pretty up and out when um, this happened, but how did you feel when Daff went back and slotted that goal at the end? <laughs> so, Blair, um, I never saw it. I, I, watched it I watched it all unfold. Um, I saw him take the mark and I couldn't watch. I just couldn't watch. So, yeah, I, remember, I, think, I, think, I remember slumping in the coach's box. I think and I just was just saying that. Yeah. All oh, right, and just listening yeah. for the crowd. I knew the crowd would tell me what happened. And because um, we all know, oh, that broke his collarbone. Yeah. Seven weeks out, and, yeah, and that was a pretty. It was a big fear of mine that um, that someone would miss out. So we were lucky yeah. enough to have twenty-two players on our list, and we could play twenty-two, and and to get Charlie Johnson to come back and Lockie Craig to be involved mm-hmm. in it because they were part that of the original yeah. uh, bottom age boys, and yeah. and that we got the job done there back in September and no no one from the club even being away at school or whatever that were part of the original group that started it all no one missed out and my worry was for Daff and I was so with his healing and everything that, that yeah, yeah. Um, I was probably fairly confident we'd get him back on grand final day um, but whether he would be comp- confident enough to have an impact or or, conf- or, or get an opportunity to contribute yeah, and yeah. when he took that mark and then got to kick that goal um yeah, that was, that was pretty emotional for me, yeah. actually. Yeah, very special. Ever since he got, when he got injured, I think he was probably a bit doubtful, but he was he was pretty keen to try yep. to get back in. Uh, um, just, it just showed in the celebrations yeah. afterwards how many players got to him. And, and look, I've spoke to a couple of players about it. Um, uh, Mitchie Grant was on fire that day, and, and yeah, he, kicked three. He, he kicked three, and he was probably well within his rights to have a shot from there. It's Mitchie yeah. Grant's pocket. Yeah. And, I think that's, and, yeah. And he lowered his eyes and hit up Daff. Um, and some players in football, I know Dusty did it for Marlon Pickett in the grand final. There's players yeah. that recognise moments in football. It's not all about um, just, you know, kicking goals and, and winning games. There's moments within games and, and things like that. And he lowered his eyes and gave Daff that ball. And then when Daff kicked the goal, to see how many players got to him, what it meant to the players. It was not so much yeah. Daff celebrating, but what it meant to the other players celebrating. And that's yeah. probably when, if, if I knew... There was only minutes to go after that. And if I knew we'd had it won, it was probably then. Yeah. And, and with the rotation, see, um, Daff having missed seven weeks, Daff probably, if it wasn't for big Sammy Macker rolling his ankle, yeah. and missing most, yeah. most of the game, um, 
that gets that extra rotation in that last quarter and he's still on the ground at the end and gets that opportunity. So, like, Sammy missed out on a fair percentage of the game with his ankle, but yeah, you know, he, did. Uh, he created the opportunity for, yeah. for perhaps Liam to, to do what he did. So yeah, everything, that, ha- everything happens for a reason at times and, and everyone contributes. Even if you're not on the ground, you can contribute. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that play summed up the... Almost the season. Yeah, the like. self, the selflessness of um, yep. the old players and just everyone just invested yep. in just having fun and trying to achieve something special. So I think that yep. was very special. I, I think I was, nah, I think I just put my, just wandered down back, so I didn't get to him. But I, I really wish I had him because um, yeah, it was obviously a pretty good moment. But yeah. it's a moment that even like you were down back and I was on the bench that. And he kicked the goal, and it was his moment. But I think it was a moment that um, hundreds of us shared. Yeah, Any, anybody that knew Liam shared that moment, and, and no more than the players, yeah. coaching staff, and trainers. And yeah, it was yeah. a big thing to win the game. But that was, a, and lots of big moments within the game. But that is a, the moment that I think, you know, in ten years' time when we catch up, it'll be the first moment we talk about. Yeah, I think yeah. it definitely will. Yeah. So, next question: What, if anything, do you re- uh, recollect from? Grand final night. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I remember. I remember thinking a lot. I've got to get home. I've got to get home because tomorrow is a presentation day. Yeah. Um, uh, no. I, what have I got? Oh, then, yeah. Worried. I was remember worried when I got up on stage. I even had to take a list up with me to to, to present the players because I was worried I was going to forget someone. Yeah. So I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't entirely. Um, the best shape, I don't think, but I remember it was a great night. Yeah, the three, yeah, certainly was. You know, I've, I've been to functions in the losing reserves team when the seniors have won. I've been to functions in the winning senior team when the reserves have lost. Um, to be there on that night when every footballer, 60-something odd, 65-odd medals or something come back to Harrow that night. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was the only one to get one that wasn't didn't wear shorts for the day. Everyone else was a playing coach or player. But to have 65, and to be all there on that, it was a memorable night. It really was. Yeah, like, it was. It was sort of, it, it, was it was sort of, 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 it for a couple of reasons, but the main one, oh, work was one, but the main one was was a unique bond we shared, that group, and, and I had with that group of players, and I wanted to, I reckon, just to continue on, um, would have made that uh, sort of less, less feel less important, or um, so I thought I'd, I'd have a break and, and support, because it was 15 top-age boys, be able then to support you through transition to senior football that may not have been at Harabell Mole so you could move away and I could follow you around a bit and um, have a break and and maybe because I was so invested in new players um, yes, you know, I got a bit I got a bit emotional the day like Daff broke his collarbone and, and yeah. went down and then and things like that when, and you start to think that you might be too invested or whatever and, and that's not perhaps healthy either so I just thought a break this year would be best for me and, and but I definitely plan on getting back into it yeah, yeah that's good to hear I think a lot of people will be pretty happy with that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so lastly before we go 
was Tiger Man your favourite last year? <laughs> Tiger Man? Tiger Man Bronte. <laughs> was he your favourite? No. You know, you know, come on, boys, no favourite. Yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, I loved his all. Yeah, I loved, just mate, a bit of junk, what, I, what I did like about Bronte was um, when show. I went to him, uh, probably two weeks out from that grand final, yeah. um, but I reckon I had a job for him. He didn't even ask what the job was. He just said, yep. Whatever yeah. you want, coach man. Yeah. So, um, I don't know about a favourite. Yeah, yeah no, I was, yeah. But, um, he did do a ripping job. I don't, yeah, he yeah, did do he a, did a ripping job, job on, on, uh, uh, on grand final day. Yeah, yeah he, he kept, um, I think Dame and Anderson is reasonable point yeah. for them to, not many disposals and didn't really have a impact on the game. And first time, yeah, first time I'd seen him shifted off the wing all year, he ended up in a back flank and a back pocket, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a good job. So, yeah, um, you did, yeah, that's about all we have for you, Ryan. So, once again, oh. thanks heaps for coming on. It's been awesome to get some insights into your career and coaching and the way you go about it. So, yeah. no, Blair, Connor, thank you very much for, for inviting me on. And, um, yeah, I, love back, I love back pocket banter. And, <laughs> that's good. And, um, that's good. And, yeah. yeah, that you sort of saw me worthy of a spot and that I'd have enough. Yeah, we have something de- interesting to talk about. So yeah, I really de- appreciate the invite. We definitely saw you and, aware uh, of the spot. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, thanks for coming on, and just wish you best for the future, and hope to obviously see you and the rest of the guys soon when all yeah. this coronavirus stuff is over, and yeah. just just stay safe yeah. in this time, Ryan. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, we'll catch up again. We yeah. uh, that's something. Yeah, we'll. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up again, that's for sure. Yeah, so thanks a lot for joining us, and, yeah, we'll, we'll let you go there. But, yeah, thanks for, for coming on, and Love it's it. good to get your insights. No worries. My pleasure, boys. Cheers, Ryan. Right. Catch up. See you, Ryan. Yeah. Once again, thanks heaps for Ryan coming on, and um, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Legends of talk.